Welcome to Out of Fashion. This is Series 2, Episode 5. I'm Jane Shepherdson. And I'm Jane Kellogg. What have you been up to this week, Jane? I let, no, let me guess. Stoke Newton Literary Festival. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, you saw it on Instagram. I saw it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done that. I went to see several interesting people speak. So I saw Tracy Thorne. Oh, did you? One of my all-time faves, yeah, as you too. know. So I've got her new book. Um, which is called Another Planet, a Teenager in Suburbia. And she was talking about what it felt like to grow up in the suburbs. Although it was Brookman's Park, which is a suburb of, Lon of London, which I didn't really feel like was the same as growing up in a suburb of a small <laughs> northern working class town. Um, but it was really interesting to hear her speak about that because it was a lot of what she was saying about her parents and the kind of rules that she had to live her life by and how she wanted to escape. Uh, really so resonated. Yeah, it's a memoir. Yeah. yeah, and I loved her last book, uh, Bedsit Disco Queen. Uh, but that was more about our musical journey. So, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, also, my friend uh, Deborah, she interviewed Nigella. That was interesting. Oh, did she? Yeah. She hasn't yes. got a new book out, but they just figured that, you know, everybody loves a Nigella book. And, yeah, she was really interesting, quite candid, was quite she? funny, very glamorous, looked very, she looked great. She had great so style. So she was She's a food writer, oh. so she and I didn't interview Nigella on her tour, so they'd made friends. So it was quite a scoop for the literary festival wow, to get yeah, her. It was sold one. out. I also went to a really interesting talk um, about work. Why it's uh, there's not very many working class people in publishing, oh. um, and there was some interesting uh, writers there. And I bought one of the books actually, which was by a woman called Kerry Hudson. She used to write for the Pool. Yes. And she's from uh, Scotland and she's from a working class background and she had quite a poverty stricken childhood. And she kind of ignored it and wrote novels. And then one day she decided that she would revisit yes. the towns that she grew up in and talk to the people there and see if things had moved on and if poverty was still such an issue. Uh, and the book's called Lowborn, uh, Growing Up, Getting Away and Returning to Britain's Poorest Towns. And I've just started it and it's absolutely gripping, um, really sad. And she started off the, the talk at the Literary Festival with a really sort of poignant chat about her background and oh. um, her life, um, which most people were almost in tears right at the very beginning really? of the chat. Yeah, so it was, it's really interesting um, to listen to how hard it can be. Yes to be working class and move into publishing. And actually, I don't even think it's just publishing. I think fashion's very like that too. I'm sure it, I'm sure it is. I, I always remember, yeah, everyone I've met from publishing is very posh. Yeah, everyone's been to Oxbridge. Yes. But everyone, I remember when I first moved to London and I had a, you know, a very broad um, northern accent and I remember seeing fabric agents and talking to people and them taking the mickey out of my accent and make really? me, making me feel really not great about myself. And I felt like I had to kind of work doubly hard to kind of prove myself. I'm not really working class, I'd say. I'm probably more middle class, but I do have working class roots. And I have a very down-to-earth kind of ethic, work ethic. Mm -hmm. um, and I hate that in people. I hate that kind of yes. um, marginalising people from, from where they're from or their accent. Yes. So it was really interesting to hear her. What was her name? Kerry Hudson? Uh, Kerry Hudson, yeah. And the book's called uh, Lowborn. Um, so have you been reading anything interesting? Well, I read Queenie. Have you, seen, have you heard about Queenie? No. And, well, it's being hailed as the black Bridget Jones. But, mm. but that's kind of, um, I don't know, it's actually so much more than that. It's a real insight into, um, she, she's, a, she's a sort of woman in her, I guess, mid-20s. She's a journalist. She's in London. She comes to London and um, kind of faces racial abuse on a daily level, but almost kind of... Uh, 
you know, doesn't go on about it, just talks about it because that's what happens um, and what that does to your self-esteem. Um, but it's also really funny and very sad because she breaks up with her boyfriend. It's Yeah, I'd really recommend it. It's good. It's right. by Candice Carty-Williams, I think. Has it had good reviews? Really good reviews, yeah. yeah. It can be tricky to get a title like that to a yes. content. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. So why can't she just be her own person? Why does she have to be the black Bridget Jones? I know. It's I know. like, really? Yes. Okay, you could just yes. be a black... Yes, well, she, did, she didn't call herself the Black Country <laughs> right. Jones, someone else did. Right, yeah. okay, interesting. Um, and I also read The Van Apfel Girls Are Gone, Ooh, not which is by Felicity McLean, and um, it's set in Australia around the time, do you remember when the dingo stole the baby? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, so, and it's kind of, a, it's about, it's around that time, it's obviously somewhere really hot, and reading it, it's so, she describes the heat so well that you almost feel really, hot. really hot and sweaty <laughs> reading it. But it's kind of, uh, everything about it is slightly weird. Um, the One of the, the, the girls come from this fundamentalist Christian family, and there's just something, there's something hovering around throughout the novel that you just think, ooh, there's something weird. Slightly creepy, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's very good, very good, yeah, I enjoyed it. And what have you seen? Uh, well, I went to see uh, Booksmart. With the last yeah, I went with my daughter because she she said I've got to go and see. It. I love Olivia Wilde, blah blah blah. I didn't really I've even heard of it. Me, no, but me I absolutely either. loved it. It was so really good. I loved the fact that the girl it was the girl driving the car into the graduation ceremony and making all the mess and the mistakes and all of those things, and they were the central characters. You know, when you actually think about it, it's always the boy in that yes, sort of film. Yes, and they were both great. Those actresses, they were brilliant. The brilliant. Wasn't she the main girl? She was in um, Lady Bird. No, was she? Yes. I don't know. Was yes. she? Yes, she was her best friend in Lady Oh, uh, was she? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I, didn't I loved her in that, put that as well. together. Yes. But I loved Gigi as well. She, oh, so She's been in American she's Horror wonderful. Story. I was racking my brain all the way through to think yeah. about where I'd seen her before. Oh, was she? And she was in that. She's, very she's good. really good. The music was amazing. And the music as well. was good. And really loud. And yeah. Really, it was, yeah, it was a Brilliant. really good film. Really good it. film. I've been watching Tales of the City on Netflix. Have you started Have you? I haven't. No, in fact, I only just watched the old series. In fact, I watched it when I was over in America last year. Yeah. Have you read the books? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved them. the books, and they were really groundbreaking. And at the time, if anyone doesn't know, they were about they were written by Armstead Maupin, who was a writer for the San Francisco Times, I think. Yes. In the eighties, he was gay. He was openly gay, and he just wrote about his life and the people that he met. And um, uh, the central person in the um, stories was Anna Madrigal, who I don't think I'm giving anything away if I say she was trans. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, anyway, she's trans. But at the time, that was kind of shocking, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Um, and then they made a TV series on Netflix, well, several years ago. I don't know how many years ago. And now they've just updated it. Uh, it's been produced or directed or written in conjunction with Armistead Morpin, so it's got his kind right. of um, credibility. But um, And what is it, a follow-on? Yeah, it's it, kind of it? like where they are now. And um, okay. she's 90, Anna is 90. Right. Uh, and um, what's her name? Laura Linney. Yeah. Who plays uh, Marianne. Marianne comes yes. back and, and the story unfolds. It's not it's not a book. It's just yes. a, a TV series. But it's, it's great. It's, yeah, it's fun. And it tackles modern subjects around, yes. you know, sexuality and transgender and all that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, yeah it's good. It's oh. good. Yeah, it's great. And then also I've been watching years and years on 
BBC One. Have you Actually, watched that? Do you know what? I've watched the first the first episode. I found it really quite stressful. Oh my god, it so could be now. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's going to be as five years time, isn't it? I almost couldn't watch it. In fact, so I, I'm good. saving up the next couple of episodes, but it is really good. So good. I mean, it's for anybody that doesn't know. It's set in the future, the the near future, actually, where the yes. extreme left and the extreme right are equally as bad. Yes. And no one can move across any borders, and it's just hideous. And you know, it's just a, it's kind of an insight into what might happen, really. But isn't it's, it? it's terrifying. It's isn't absolutely it? It really terrifying, is. and it's yeah. it's based around a story, so it's quite a human approach to it. So yes, you get involved with the characters, so you care about them. So it, yeah. it's it's really well done, actually. It's a great cast. Yeah, really great good cast. cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Been watching anything else? Killing Eve. I started watching it last night. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I yes, I I I loved the first episode. Uh, just I loved it completely. I, yeah. I just love her. Her the, 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 my favorite thing about it is her her very sweet little face when yeah. she's when she's dispatching her latest victim. Yeah, I just think she's so she's brilliant. brilliant. So brilliant. although I've read today on Twitter people saying, oh, you can tell Phoebe Waller Bridge isn't part of it, but. You know, people always find something to oh, moan about, bollocks. don't they? For goodness' yeah. sake! Yeah, yeah, I think it's really good. She's still ever seeing it anyway. Is she? She's yeah. got a new writer in who she thinks is, is fantastic. She wants to give her an opportunity. Oh well, so. why not then? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, big, big Little Lies. I haven't Seriously? started that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I feel a little stressed out by the number of things there are to watch. Me too. You know, Killing Eve, Big Little Lies, Tales of the City, Years and Years. I mean, hello. I know, I know, I've got to I have know, a life as well. No, no, you haven't. And I've got millions of podcasts to listen to. I know, so many podcasts I've, to listen to. I've listened to some great ones, actually, recently. I've listened to Control, Alt, Delete with Emma Gannon on, with Philippa Perry. Oh. Talking about her book, the book you wish your parents had read, and I now want to read that book. I love Philippa Perry anyway. Yes. But um, she was just great talking about this book, and she's just got such a sort of down to earth approach mm. to kind of psychotherapy and yes. you know, relationships yes. and all of that. Yes. And then another new one that I've just started listening to is Honestly with Clemmie Telford. Do you know her? She's what a mummy it? blogger, I think. Oh. Because I'd never, I knew the name, but I didn't know how I knew yes. the name. Anyway, she's got this um, podcast called Honesty, and she has honest conversations about subjects that we wouldn't normally talk about. And one of the ones I've recently listened to was about um, prison. And it's this woman called Lisa Selby, whose mum was a heroin addict, and her boyfriend also was and went to prison. And she's got an Instagram feed called at Blue Bag Life. Um, And she was just talking about, you know, what it's like for her to be in a relationship with someone's in prison and talking about the Instagram feed. And the Instagram feed is so riveting. I literally spent about two hours going back to the beginning and scrolling all the way through because it's the stories of people that are in prison or have been in prison. And her boyfriend uh, talks from prison. He sends her uh, messages to put on the Instagram feed. Uh, and it's it's absolutely riveting and fascinating in a really sort of sad but also quite life affirming way because there's a lot of people trying to turn their lives around yes. and you know it's yeah. really fascinating. Oh, wow. But the whole podcast is about different subjects. So oh, I'm definitely listening to that. What's really it called? Honestly, honestly, by oh. Clemmie Telford. One thing I just have to say, I went to yesterday the Lee Krasner exhibition. Oh, I saw that on at your the Instagram. Barbican. Oh it my so god, good. it's so brilliant. I I, I left there thinking. Oh my God, she's my favourite artist. I just loved, I absolutely loved it. And I love the fact, because it's at the Barbican, it's small, so it's kind of much more personal. And you get really close to these monumental um, paintings, which are just so incredibly expressive and she Was she married to Jackson Pollock? She was married to Jackson Pollock, yeah, who died when he was like 47 or something. Yeah, and was a horrible man. 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's the impression I got. But but she, I mean, she both looks and there's this sort of um, this footage of her in an interview, sort of later on in life. I mean, she's a really feisty, yeah. young, well, or older woman, um, and and she, oh, she's hilarious. She really is just so full of life. And, and uh, she was saying that her um, at the first um, art school she was at, um, this guy was saying she said I was really good. And, this, and she said, um, her teacher said to her, yeah, he said, um, I'm actually surprised that a woman could do something as good as that. Oh. It was oh. the 60s, wasn't it? It was the 60s. We exactly. went to um, their house in the Hamptons from oh, did you? a couple oh, of years ago. Yeah, it's yes. absolutely beautiful. And then you can go into Jackson Pollock's studio and it's covered in paint splash. You have to put plastic bags on your feet to wander in there. But you can just imagine what it was like when they lived there. It's yes. a stunning house. I mean, it's not grand or anything. It's just like an artist's house. But yes. apparently he was a philanderer, alcoholic, you know, just was, didn't, yes. had affairs yes. all over the place. So I was kind of fascinated by both of them after I'd, Me, um, yes. I'd been she, there. She looked an awful lot like Isabella Blow. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I must she, look her up a bit really more. Yeah. strong face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a good one. But When's that on till? Um, I don't know, uh, but it is definitely, definitely worth going to. Yeah, really good. Uh, so we've got a guest this week, Jane. I know, she's sitting right in front of me looking rather fabulous. <laughs> uh, right, so our guest this week is personal stylist Anna Barkley. At least I think that's how she likes to be referred to, but I'm sure she'll tell us in her own words in a few minutes. Um, I actually can't think of anyone more qualified than Anna to tell you what to wear. She's been a women's wear buyer for over 20 years and was the denim and designer wear women's buyer, sorry, denim and designer women's buyer for Selfridges for seven of them. She's also worked as a consultant for some of the most exciting brands on the high street, including Topshop, and has worked with both Prada and Margaret Howell. I mean, wow. Yeah. Uh, she then retrained <laughs> as a stylist and now works with private clients, helping them become their best selves through their fashion choices. So, if you've ever wondered what it's like to have a personal stylist, keep listening. Welcome to Out of Fashion, Thank Anna. you. It's Hi, Anna. to be here. Nice to have you. We've got so many questions for you. <laughs> I've got really boring ones because I'm desperately fascinated just to find out exactly what you do. And then Jane's got some really difficult ones to throw in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for those. <laughs> so, so what, what exactly do you do? I mean, what is a personal um, stylist? Well, I do lots of different things. Yes. So I would go around to people's houses and go through their wardrobes, oh. helping them clear out, because it's really difficult actually to do that yourself. Yes. I even sometimes get a stylist friend to help me. Um, right. And I take people shopping. I do colour analysis. So I when do... you go through their wardrobes, yes. what, what do you do? You kind of, you, you pick out the things that they should just get rid of? Well, or... what, what happens is I send them kind of a brief and what they will do is they'll get every, literally everything out of drawers, under the bed everything they have to yes. get everything out and then they separate it into piles things like haven't worn this for two or three years it's torn it's damaged but I love it you know different different sections really for different things um, and then I sweep in and we kind of look at everything literally everything so we might try on lots of things yeah. um, and we'll talk about lifestyle and what they need what they don't need and then we'll wipe out huge numbers usually yes. depends how much they've got in the first yes. place and then we'll end up with a kind of new skeleton which they can nicely put back in the wardrobe 
and we'll look at gaps. Okay. So that then leads on. So I guess on... looking at their actual wardrobe tells you a lot about their, yeah. their own personal style. Yeah, a mean, lot about have, style and a lot about personality as Does well. Does it? So, yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. do they come to you in the first place generally? Um, it's you, There's usually a catalyst. So it's either a change of job, like a big change of job, mm. um, or a lifestyle change like retiring or having moved back from living abroad, something like yeah, that. Yeah. There's usually a sort of a nudge from something yeah, has changed, yeah. whatever it might be. <clears throat> Um, and it's a really cathartic experience, actually, for people and for me, yes. but particularly for them in the sense of, you know, just that lovely feeling of getting rid of things and feeling that you can see everything. Yes. Because if you've got, you know, ironically, the more you have, the less I easy know, it is to get say, dressed, yeah. you know, yeah. and you just can't do it. I remember you said when you yes. came back from your trip, you were like, oh, great. But um, <laughs> it's, you know, less is really more. And we try and look at you know, looking at alterations to revive something if we can. Otherwise, yes. if it's gone past its best, yes. then it gets yes. charity shop or sold. That's, you know, it's always okay. the yes. case. We don't yes. throw things away. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's really good fun. I have a great time. <laughs> I would love doing that. <laughs> I don't great. know if I would. I mean, I would on one hand, but then it must be really tricky because how do you... Obviously, you have to tune into the person's... Yes. The, their sense of self and their yes. identity and what yeah. makes them happy. Yeah. Um, but what if they really want to, you know, go for a style that you really just doesn't suit them? How do you approach that? It take it's a process. So yeah. you know, it, that usually wouldn't show itself until a bit later, actually. But um, it's just kind of working with them to say, well, look, the, these things look best, mm. and these fit. It's very rare, actually, that we that I would have that kind of. Um, antagonistic yeah. thing going on. You're usually, not Suzanne and Trini. No, <laughs> and usually people they've wanted to do this, mm-hmm. and therefore they're already halfway there yeah, in the yeah. sense that yeah. you know they they want to move forward and they want to either change it completely or just have it evolve in uh, some updated. way. And they need a bit of yeah. hand holding for that. So you know, I'm really happy to yeah. step yeah. in there. Yeah. So and, and do you do do people come to you because? They kind of want to know where to shop now. Yes, there's that. I mean, it's really, it is really confusing. I mean, for example, lots of clients won't go anywhere near somewhere like Selfridges without me with them because they just say they move things around all the time, which they do. Yes, yes. Um, It's intimidating. There's never anyone around, which is quite often the case, unfortunately. Um, There's too many brands. It's too big. They they don't even know where to start. And I think that for someone that I mean, I love department stores. I absolutely love department stores. So I'm fine. I'm like, what's not to like? But um, they need someone to kind of cut mm, through that yes. and just say, right, well, let, we're going to focus on five or six brands that are definitely going to work for yes. you. And they go away with those brands afterwards. Yes. And hopefully if nothing sort of drastic happens, if those brands stay on track, then, yes. you know, they've got them kind of for life. And, and you work extent. across all different price points. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So I'll go all the way from... Um, bottom end high street all the way up to the luxury brands as so well so it could be yeah it is but actually it's more sometimes more of a challenge in the sense that it can be harder to find the things you want weirdly, right. because yeah. obviously the high street's so good yes that you've got you know every kind of trend covered every look covered it's so broad and sometimes you can't kind of get that with, yes with luxury yeah ones, so. and I also feel like with the luxury brands it's, it's easy to, it's easy to shop the one thing that drives me mad is when you see someone wearing a head-to-toe designer yeah because that's just lazy yeah you can go into and put an outfit yeah. together and it doesn't say it doesn't say style to me it just yes. says money yeah totally with whereas me. if you can it's not, sti- it's not it's style it's not style it's if just, you can combine yeah. it with something from Uniqlo or yeah. somewhere you know 
gap or wherever, then yeah. I, I think that's style. It looks better, actually, Absolutely. generally, that yeah. ILO thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you think that um, a lot of it's confidence with people? Because I think we work in the industry, we take it for granted that like going to Selfridges or Topshop or any shop, for instance, would not yeah. really freak any of us out because... Yeah. We know, we, what, we're we know doing, what we're doing, doing and we've yeah. been shopping for years. And we know yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah, in a way. Yes. We know yeah. what we I like, think, we know what suits us. I think us. if you don't, if you've got two of those things going on where you don't know what you're looking for and you're not sure what suits you, then you're yes. kind of lost to yeah, start yeah. with because there's too much, there is too much choice. It's, you know, yeah. There's no God, two ways yeah. about it. So it yes. is hard for people, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think that's an age thing. I go shopping with my daughter no. sometimes and she, you know, she doesn't really like know. She sometimes knows what she wants, but sometimes she's just a bit like confused as to what her style is. Yeah. And like one of the questions I had for you was, do you think that Pinterest has made stylist being a stylist a nightmare, mare, or has it made your life easier? I think it's made it easier, right? Because most people, so certainly with what how I work, most people aren't interested necessarily in a mood board from me. Mm. But what's what it's great for is those clients that really, and I do have quite a lot of them, that will say, look, I don't even know what my style is. Mm. I've totally right. lost it. And then it's great because you can say, well, look, you need to know what you respond to. What yes. do you actually like on other people's? Stop thinking about mm. yourself. Yes. Look at what you like on other people and put it together. And then they go, oh, great. So they, they you know, then they get obsessed and spend days on it yeah but yeah. that's it's so good for that yeah you know? so it's more that sounding board thing, yeah which i think it's brilliant. and they can show you it. what sort of thing they exactly like, and you can build on that yeah, yeah. it's much yeah. easier yeah. Um, yeah. than trying to uh vocalize that i mean yeah. do you spend a lot of your time out researching i mean in the stores or, or yeah online, just looking at I'm, what's around what's new what's... yes but only i mean i'm very lucky in the sense that i'm very busy with clients so yes. it tends to be for clients it, i don't yes. have much time to just do it Right. Um, unfortunately, it, you know, I'd, I'd I'd like to have more time to kind of spend more time thinking around it yes. and looking around and like going to the exhibitions and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm just lucky that it's it's done in a very bespoke way. So yes. I'll be thinking about a specific client when I'm looking around usually. Yes. Rather yeah. than general. And, and just and and you 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 tend to you go around bricks and mortar. Obviously, you yeah, don't do. pull in stuff from. I from do. Website, um, do no, I mean I do what's called online shop lists for people usually clients I've already worked with always yes. clients I've worked with um but they I find them much harder than going into a shop I can be round Zara in 10 minutes and have grabbed hundreds of things and yes. it's fine yes but online it just it's so it's not clunky but it, it takes you 10 times longer for me anyway I just yes. I find that really difficult yeah I mean That's I do funny, it yeah. but it's, funny, it's I'm the hard opposite. I can really Zara drives me mad in the store but yeah. actually online I can just I think find their things. website weird, drives me slightly yeah. insane because yeah. I can never quite find what I know is there yeah yeah I think it's weirdly kind of layered although apparently they're just investing in it now oh good yeah. excellent that'll save me time so I hear um what are your what are your favorite brands well, it does, like, I love it. It does. It does. I mean, it's a bit like buying, isn't it? In the sense yes. that you always bring something of yourself, of yourself, even though you're not supposed to, because you're supposed to be thinking about the client or the um, customer. Yes. Um, the, it's very hard not to bring anything to it. So there'll be things I respond to that I, I mean, if you think about, say, say I'm doing a shop, I would <coughs> of course only pick things that I think are nice yes. effectively yes. not a very great way of explaining it but so they're already getting that edit yes. if that makes sense yes um brands that i love i mean i, I aspire to yeah. uh, marnie yeah you know, i usually get things in the sale um 
old Celine, I loved. I mean, I, if I could have bought all of that, I would mm, have done. Yes, That's like a, yes. a big favourite. Uh, Dries, I love the prints, yes. the, just everything about it, and particularly yeah. the accessories. Um, I like things like Del Pozo. Um, I, I'm quite broad, actually, yes. in terms of what I like. Um, in terms of what I actually buy, it's yes. a bit more, it's, it's a bit neater. Narrower, yeah. yes. But it's, yeah. it's something I just fancy. I wouldn't, I'm not particularly brand loyal, actually, yeah. in that yeah. respect. Yeah. So I had an amazing piece in The Times last year. Um, yes. Anna Murphy did a piece on my body mapping, which is to do with shape and working out proportion. Yes. And there's certainly been people that only wanted that. And so that was a bit different, I suppose, in yes. the sense they just wanted to know their shape and then run off with it. So, so, Fine. The, the, so this body map, it's not an actual, like... It's an a, actual life-size drawing. Seriously? Yeah, because you have to do that for all the measurements. Right. So, uh, well, at the moment. Um, so I draw around. So it looks like it ends up looking like a tailor's dummy. So you yeah. go sort of round down to the kind of elbow, yeah. around the torso, across the Is shoulders. Is that not really frightening for most people? No, everyone seems to love it. I mean, they're clothed, they're not naked. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're clothed in tight-fitting clothing okay, so that okay. I can get to the yes. shape. And then we do all the measurements because the whole idea of looking good in clothes is actually just about balance. That's yes. all it is, really. Yes. Horizontals and balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's really, I think it's surprising to me how many people have the opposite view of what their shape is, actually, yes. because some aren't has said to them age four, you've got really short legs or, you know, something <laughs> like that. And actually it's totally the opposite. You know, those yes. type of things you kind of hold on to, I think, particularly yeah, as a do. woman, you've yeah. kind of latched on yeah, to those things. Yeah. And actually it's lovely for them to kind of have the freedom to go, okay, this is this is the shape because the shape doesn't change yes. with weight gain or loss. Your shape is your shape. shape. You can't yes. do anything yes. about that. So yes. it's it's great. I love doing those. I've done a lot since yeah. last summer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure I would want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are I mean it's very different than looking in the mirror because it's yes. an objective thing that you then yes. step away from. So it's actually rather nice. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, how would what would you say to a uh, want to be stylist? How to get started in the industry? Oh, it's really. I think it's tougher now. Again, um, I think you've got to you've just a, a bit like with anything in the kind of creative industry. I think you've just got to have a USP. Mm. So you need to think slightly outside the box and not do what everyone else is doing. You know, but, men's styling is definitely something mm. that I think is under kind of undersubscribed, and I think yes. will come up and actually. I don't think there's that many great ones out there. So that would be one mm. thing. Yes. Um, I, I In terms know. of social media, I mean, it's like designers and, and trend forecasters. If I interview someone, I will look at their social media and I will want to yeah. know what their aesthetic is. But yeah. then you obviously get very tired of these overly curated selfie, yes. millions of selfies. Yeah. It's very difficult to stand out in that way, isn't it? Is. it? And, yeah. But you do have to have some kind of online profile. Yeah. I mean, I get... I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, hard work is, is the way kind of I did it. But I, there's so many and there's so many courses. And there's, mm. I mean, the one I did was at UAL, um, as was London College of Fashion years yes. ago. Yes. And it was brilliant. It still runs, actually. It's a week-long course. And it's 
still much cheaper than a lot of the yeah. other ones. Yes. So you wouldn't believe how many there are now. Oh, and I don't yeah. know how you can do three years of styling. No, I mean, I mean it's, you've got to just do it. You've got to just do it, yeah. yeah. And it's terrifying. it's terrifying, it's terrifying that first time. But, anyway, like, <laughs> but you're using your lifetime of experience. Yeah, so it's, you? You know, yeah, it's, it's I just like kind of... It's not like you just suddenly said, I'm going to make a week's course and style, I'll be a stylist. Yeah, exactly. But it's also a bit like being a designer, isn't it? Because it's an innate something that you have inside you that... You know, I was listening to Lucinda Chambers talking to Alison Walsh on That's Not My Age podcast. Yeah. And she said something about her interior style. And she said, um, how do you, what do you suggest to people that want to put an interesting interior style together? And she said, well, you know, just look around and think about all the things you like and put them together. And I was like, yeah, that's easy for you to say, yeah. Lucinda. <laughs> yeah. It's easy for me to say because yeah. I know what I like. I know what colours to go together. I know what patterns yeah. go together in the A way A lot of people you need to be told. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's why they come to you, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so they want that suggestibility. Absolutely, and that's, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. an instinctual thing for a lot of people. No. No, and that's, yeah, I mean, it's it just different people need different things. Exactly, it's a bit yeah. like me not knowing how to put a spreadsheet together. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that's not true. It is. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. It is really fascinating. It's a really great job. I'm really lucky. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would do it for no money if I could. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for um, having be- me. Before I could talk we, for hours. Before we leave, um, we're just going to discuss what we're all wearing. What are you wearing, Anna? Because you are looking very glamorous, I've got to say. So tell us, what what are you wearing today? I I did worry about what I was going to wear. I had about three outfits and I was like, oh. Anyway, I've got got a Marnie Sale necklace, which my children think is one of those, you know, dolls that you oh, can yeah, open yeah. Really like, don't nice. touch it love that it's, what um, is it? it's black taupe and gold yes really beautiful. very money yeah. i have very sort Marnie. of got little arms it's quite old this one yeah. so it's a favorite um this is a dress uh this season actually it's one of the only things i bought this season with yeah. the ridiculous shoulder pads but i love it it's really shoulders. nice um, it's, it's basically a sleeveless t-shirt with sleeveless, shoulder pads. yeah and it works it sounds it's really nice a bit odd when it's you like say that but it does work waistcoat as well in blue which is really nice and the trousers Ancient Margaret Howe, about 15 years old, um, baggy. That's the good thing about Margaret Howe, you can keep it. Yeah, you can wheel it back out. And this and my tux is Margaret Howe that I've had again over 12 years. Very nice. I wear it all the time. Very nice. Still going. Oh, just Nike whites. Yeah, Air Max. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Extra yes. light. What about you, Jane? What are you wearing? Uh, today I am mostly wearing um I've got a Acme and Celine. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> actually not well, a little bit of acne. Uh, my jacket is actually Sykes. Do you remember Joe Sykes? No. She had a label look at your look at your face. Joe she Sykes. had a label about um 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, and mm. she did jackets. And mm. I remember I was uh, nice Vogue, Vogue did this one. Um issue which was clearly women in you know past their best or something and they featured me <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and, and and so they had a roll of clothes there and there was a white Sykes jack, uh, tuxedo and I was just wearing a kind of lime t-shirt and a pair of white jeans and it just looked perfect yeah and I thought afterwards I love that jacket so I bought the jacket anyway nice. and I heard recently very nice that um, she started again. So, Joe Sykes, if you're listening, we'd love to. Um, we'd love you to get going mm. again. Um, I've got on a really old Mimi blouse, which has one of my faves, and my acne jeans, and my vegan trainers. Because, as you know, I am. You are a vegan. I am vegan. <laughs> <laughs> not, she laughs too much. <laughs> 
I'm wearing a, a Uniqlo cardigan. Love a bit of Uniqlo. I'm wearing a T-shirt that says Margate in the sign in the graphics of Supreme mm-hmm. from a surf shop we, we in Margate. Thought, we all thought it was real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling the listeners. I know you know it's not real. Uh, some old Topshop wide leg jeans, and uh, I've got some new Gucci loafers on. I know. I've got I know some new shoes. Not like you. What, to buy new shoes or to no, wear Gucci? No, very expensive shoes. Oh, no, all my shoes are expensive. Oh. That's the only thing I'd buy, like, Oh, well, I know I designer. I've only seen you in trainers for the last few weeks. Yeah, but if I buy shoes, I usually buy expensive shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bought a lot, actually, and, recently. Uh, oh, and a hair grip. Oh, I've always got I a love that grip, yeah. Very nice. Um, have you bought anything recently? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I've been a bit disappointed. In fact, I went out to the stores oh, this last season. week. I went... Well, I went to Selfridges, Liberty, Arquette Cos, Other Stories, Zara. Uh, I, I didn't... Actually, I, I went out because, I'm, because I am actually going on holiday. Um, Again? In a few weeks. <laughs> She's always on holiday. She's always She's on, holiday. on holiday. I've only been on a little... You've just, just been to Spain. I just did a little road trip. Or France or somewhere, or both. Yeah, both. Okay. Um... And uh, I was just thinking it'd be nice to get some, you know, one or two little holiday pieces. No? Nothing. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, no, I didn't find anything at all. It's well, tricky. Really, really I see, I've bought loads recently. Have you? Yeah. Have you so I bought two dresses from Zara, both exactly the same dress, but one in black and one in white. It's like a sort of billowy, not a smock dress. Tiered. A tiered. I've seen it. With a long back yes. and a shorter front. It's really, really good shape. So I bought one I, in black, one in black. I tried it on. Poplin, I love that. Did not suit me at all. Absolutely love it. I bought a pair of Ganny um, slides with a sort of pleated front bit on oh, nylon. Yeah. They were really nice. nice. Huh? I bought a pair of uh, indigo, really dark indigo jeans from Uniqlo. And these Gucci loafers. Oh, I don't normally buy so much stuff. I, I, yeah. yeah. Go on. There you, you go. How about you, Anna? Have you well, I, no, I haven't actually. I even looked in the sales. Well, they've all, they all appear to have started kind of yes. silently and they're yes. all going this yes. week pretty much, which is really early. I know. Um, and I'm just like, it's not. I won't buy unless I really, no. really want yeah. something. So, no, nothing yeah. for the moment. I, yeah, I think sadly. that's a good... I shouldn't really say that, should I? No, but that's a good philosophy. Because we but all should think we're, like that. Maybe we're becoming more conscientious. Yeah, yeah we have to buy what we really feel. With. That's why I bought the things I bought, because I, I wanted these Gucci loafers for years. Yes. The two dresses I loved. I wanted, needed a new pair of jeans. And Ganny slides, I needed a new summer shoes. So yeah. that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm so not it's justifying all need based it, but they were need-based yeah. rather than yeah, that's different. desire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So... Well, Excellent. Well, that's probably all we've got time for today. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. That was really, really interesting. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yep. Thanks and bye. Bye.